I like an unloved album in a large canon. I do. My favourite Queen album is Hot Space. Yes. My favourite David Bowie album is Never Let Me Down. I know. That's not something that many would like. And I've had a lot of brickbats. Yes, I'll say it again. Brickbats. Um, and very little plaudits. I'll say it again. Plaudits. Around my choices. And with Jethro Tull... My favourite album of theirs is Under Wraps. Yes, it's uh, it's got something to do with me really becoming interested in Jethro Tull around the release of that album. But I really like the playfulness of that album. And um, I'm well aware that a lot of people don't like that because it has the drum machine and um, it's a much different sound. It's a very 80s sound. You know, it's and and people had got the broadsword of the beast before that in '82 and thought, now we're back online because the album before that, 1980, was A, and people hadn't been too happy with that. I mean, it, it was it was due to be um, it was it was not due to be a um, a Jethro Tull album really. It was supposed to be Ian Anderson's solo album, but. You know they were under pressure, I suppose, to release it as a as a Tull album, and it does sound different. It's electronic rock, really, isn't it? You know, you've got. Uh, I mean, there are people who um, Eddie Jobson's in there, you know, and he takes a lot of criticism for this kind of sound, you know, and. Like Mr. Vitesse did as well, you know, for that keyboard sound. But really, it's Ian Anderson that's, that's putting the stamp on that and saying, we want to see what's going on and what what sounds current and try and go there. I have real, um, I, I think he deserves real chutzpah for that. No, I think he's got real chutzpah. He deserves real, I'll use that word again, plaudits. Yes, P-L-A-U-D-I-T-S, plaudits. And very few brickbats for it. That's not the way it's worked, though, is it? And uh, I've come to... Um, I really like A, and I've come to like it more and more. I think it's a, a real... Um, it shows real grapefruits for Ian and the band to do this. And now, in fact, a few weeks ago, and I, I sort of put it in the back of my mind and thought, must visit that at some point. It's got a lovely new um, remixing by that prog scion of remixing. Scion, yes, scion. Um, Stephen Wilson, not Steve, Stephen Wilson. And it's, um, it's made the album sound very different. Because one of the criticisms about the original album was it's quite thin. And it does sound quite thin. Sounds perky. Doesn't sound as thin as um, as Under Wraps. No. Which I don't mind. But it does sound a bit thin. This is out of the lovely bottom line to it. And Crossfire, which starts the album, has a really shiny sound. But he doesn't half push the bass out there. It punches through. That's a big bottom line. Makes the song sound more important. Things like Working John, Working Joe with comments around the Thatcher economy and um, 
You can say, yes, that man with his salmon palm and doing very well, commenting on, yes, but he is. You kind of get a stalking feel to, not stalking as in the modern stalking, a kind of loping feel, all right then, a loping feel with a bit of nastiness in the backing. That's lovely. Black Sunday. I love, I love that. Today is the one day I would change for a Monday. Just beautiful. And um, it's got a much perkier feel to it with a really, again, thick bottom end. Very nice. There's a load of fun to be had here. Battery's not included. Really perky. It really links to under wraps that. Now, a lot of people won't like that, but I really do. And then Filingdale Flyer is, um, well, it, it's an interesting uh, feel to it because it's, it, it's more downbeat than usual. The way that it's been, maybe I'm just hearing it differently, but the way that it's been remixed makes it sound a bit more downbeat, a bit more kind of sad on the melody, you know, sharp in the sonics, but sad on the melody makes it seem a little bit more um, like it's got a bit more to it. And that's the way I feel about this album in general. The extra tracks are an early version of Cheerio, which is a bit more heraldic. It's a bit of a scrap, scrap of music, really. And a Korowisk, Korowisk, that's um, a very nice instrumental. It explodes in in uh, in bass with high and and in, and guitars with a high bass and a high um, a high flute, dancing with it, um, and a piano, and then sprints around with great, great syncopation. Very nice piano line underneath all that sprinting, making it sound a bit. Filmic. That's the way I feel about this track. They come down for a lovely lilting flute section and then back to all that innovation. It is innovating. This album is overlooked. And I know people overlook it for a reason. I know what that reason is. Fans are very sure about that reason. And I understand it. But Jethro Tull never stood still, did they? I mean, you can't really... You can't compare this was to, let's say, um, Stormwatch. You can't compare the two. They move. They, 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 you know, they waft and wane. They have a, a pull and a push. And they produce some superb music over the years. This is one of those albums. And, you know, I'll stand by this. It's one of my favourites, I think, now. And that period is my favourite. I can see the brickbats coming over the horizon. But I stand firm. Thank you, Stephen Wilson. And thank you, Ian and the boys. Wonderful. Ta-ta.